Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again joining us today. Today's guest is Andy Lee. Now, Andy is a classically trained pianist who specializes in the minimalistic style. On this podcast, we kind of explore the beginning of the internet when we were into the ICQs and the AOLs and those original dial-up video games that both Andy and I and Joey and Terrell, to a point as well, enjoyed in, in kind of the infancy of the internet. Uh, we also talk a bit about books. We talk a bit about the musical journey that Andy has taken to become the uh, professor that he is today in, in the medium. Uh, this episode is going to be called The Pianist, and I did pronounce that that way on purpose, and you'll eventually hear why. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. So enough of me telling you about it. Let's dive on in. Hoop pod number 15 with our guest, The Pianist. Andy Lee. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again joining us here today. Our guest today is a concert pianist by the name of Andy Lee. Welcome, Andy. Hi, good to be here. Also joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Joey Couture. Hi. And Terrilyn Puxty. G'day. There we are. Everybody's lovely. Nobody's hating me. Better intro. <laughs> Much better, better intro. intro. I'll, I'll take it. We're all going to be on our best I, behavior. I wasn't lovely, but that's okay. Oh, there's always one. There's oh, always it's... one. And start lovely... again, start again. Record. No, the lovely Andy Lee. Okay, Andy, how did you find, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the long version. How sure. did you find the human community? All right, so the long version is going to go back a ways uh, to Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Nice. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, I, I would have seen Felicia, of course, in Buffy, uh, but as far as mm. redheads go, I was more of an Allison Hannigan fan at the time, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but then when, when I had seen Dr. Horrible, I was like, oh, who's this actress? And then I came across the Guild, which I think had two or three seasons on Netflix at the time. And yeah, just sort of dove in from there. Um, was really excited as things expanded with Geek and Sundry. Um, but when it went to, once the, the Twitch became a lot more active, yeah. I, I sort of, I fell away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hard for me to, I have three small children, so it's hard for me to catch anything right. live and you can watch, yeah. you can watch things after the fact, but it's, it's not the same. And right. so I, I sort of fell away a little bit. Um, although, uh, as it happens, I did catch the stream where Ryan coined, you know, hello, human, you know, uh, <laughs> which was pretty exciting. And, and then I think that was the last one I watched for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I, Felicia released her book and yeah, sort of got drawn back in into her work a bit and uh, got to meet her when she came through Denver, which was really exciting nice. um, and and was so excited. I wrote a blog post about it. And then, of course, everyone's favorite Toronto gal saw that I had done that and was tweeting it. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I should I should check out the humans. And now I think the human Facebook page is probably my favorite place to hang out on the internet right now and I, I just got my shirt so I'm, I'm official right isn't it like it, it's yeah. I could literally mm. take away the rest of the internet and be happy and there's a yeah. lot of content on that on that human team human page like I think there are some people that's the only place they post 
which is great. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, my I, Twitter and Facebook activity has uh, fallen <laughs> considerably since I joined. I because I remember there's uh, I I was looking for the link for the honey roast uh, the the Facebook group that Terilyn was was uh, is doing, and I remember I'm like oh yeah yeah she posted that in, in Team Human. It took me like ten minutes to find it. It was only like three days old because of all the posts, which is it was awesome. I loved it. I love all the content in there. Um, you know I think it's just it's a safe place where everyone feels they could be themselves, and that's that's you know that's great. I love that. Yeah, it's been really really fun just starting to get involved with it. Awesome. Well, welcome. We're, we're, we're a happy you. bunch of peeps. Um, side note, saw that the word human was used on the Nerdist Twitter account today. Oh. Which, first time Ooh. I've seen that. I don't know if it was done on purpose or not, but it was like, oh, I was going to make something of it. And I'm like, no, don't, don't be that guy. Um, I'm sure it, it, it was what it was and try not to be creepy about it. Um, all right. So let's get into the tell us about you stuff. There's some pretty cool stuff here. So... Andy, tell us your life story. Life story. Okay. Um, we'll go back then. Uh, I, yeah. And, and maybe I feel like going back too, because, uh, you know, again, I don't have a ton of free time. And so I feel like my geeky cred is very limited by my limited time. Uh, but I got, let's see. Yeah. I remember we got our first computer in 1993. Uh, when I was, so I was 11 at the time, you know, and got, you know, running DOS and windows 3.1. Yep. Um, and, and I just became obsessed and I, I, I was the one who got our family on the internet for the first time and installed, you know, the the 56 K modem with all Mm -hmm. the lovely sounds and, um, much like oh, Joey's boy. mic. Sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, that was that was that was a before this this podcast started. Jo- I'm sorry, Joey. That was, that not, was but it's okay. below the belt. <laughs> that was below the belt. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Continue. I loved um yeah, uh, strategy games. I, there was one instance where um well no, I had asked for a, a coding book on QBasic, you know, the old DOS yep. language for a birthday. Yeah. One time for Christmas, I, I still distinctly remember because we open a few uh presents on Christmas Eve and mm-hmm. I'd gotten uh SimCity two thousand, which was super exciting, which I'd been right. just really anxious for. Mm-hmm. Uh and I woke up after going to bed around midnight, I was like, Well, I'll I'll just head down to the computer and install it and 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 that may have been the first of many many sleepless nights I've had just sitting in front of a computer or a game console or something like that. So um, yeah, I, I tend to enjoy the strategy games. Uh, when I had consoles, I loved like the Splinter Cell or Hitman series, right. Stealth. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, I've always just sort of been interested in computers, you know, learned how to set up my own as like a web server from my dorm, um, nice. you know, streaming audio and, uh, you know, I couldn't afford a decent uh, WYSIWYG uh, web editor. So I was like, well, I'll right. just learn how to code by hand, which I did forever um, and still tweak quite a bit. Um, yeah. So HTML? just. Yeah. 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 So just. Um, it's where I yeah. peaked too. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried picking up PHP and yeah, messing around with CSS is about as close as I can come anymore. But, um, so yeah, so I've always just sort of dabbled with a lot of different stuff, but anymore, I'd say 
you know, most of my, you know, sort of more geeky passions are uh, maybe like TV shows. I'll, I'll try to catch, you know, I, I loved like Jessica Jones um, mm. to a lesser extent, Daredevil. Um, so some comic book things in that regard, I still have very fond memories of the, the original X-Men cartoon series uh, from the nineties. Um, okay, before, yeah, before, a lot before of, we, yeah, yeah, before we do a deeper dive on your, uh, on, on, on your, um, passions, sorry about that. Didn't mean yeah. to derail you there. I apologize. Um, the music. Sure. Yeah. How, how did, so, how did you, how did this become your career? This is amazing. Um, well, I, I started playing when I was seven, was always, uh, always involved, never practiced a lot through high school. In fact, we moved my sophomore year of high school. I didn't even take lessons for a while. Um, and when I was first looking at colleges, I was looking at colleges for math, computer science degrees. Um, and, and I ended up settling somewhere and I said, well, I'm going to start with math and music. Um, you know, I had it all laid out where I could get both degrees if I wanted, but ultimately figured I'd, I'd choose one. And, uh, as much as I enjoyed math, I found, I loved the piano, uh, loved classical music. And so in that respect, it was all sort of normal. I mean, as far as a classical musician goes, uh, things got weird though, when I was working on my master's. And I, I met a composer named Dave McIntyre, who owns the label I work with now. Um, and he, he, I would go over to his house uh, quite a bit. He was an excellent uh, griller and had a, always had a very healthy stock of distilled and fermented beverages. Uh, mm. So we, we would get together and eat and drink too much and then like put on put on CDs and pull out scores. And and that's when I got introduced uh, to more. Well, I shouldn't say introduced, but really started to fall in love with more recent classical music. So most people right. you think classical music, you're thinking Mozart, Beethoven, a lot of old, dead, white European guys. Mm. Um, I guess old and dead aren't entirely work together. Um <laughs> <laughs> really old. Um, really old. Yeah. Very so, old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so getting to know works by contemporary composers, you know, who are, who are doing this sort of stuff. And that's where I got involved with minimalist music, uh, which if I ever play it for people, uh, people almost automatically gravitate towards, oh, that sounds like a movie score. And it's like, yeah, mm. a lot of movie scores have sort of moved in, in that direction now. Right. Um, yeah. And so I started getting more and more interested with this. Um, eventually, you know, I started performing some of the repertoire and the story is I, I gave a performance of what became the first album I recorded, Tom Johnson's An Hour for Piano. Mm -hmm. And, uh, on the way back home, Dave turned to his wife and said, you know, I think he plays that about as well as anybody in the world. Granted, there was only one recording at the time. Right. Uh, and she said, well, you should record it then. And that's sort of how we got launched or excuse me, I should say how we began a record label, um, nice. just to sort of put out a few albums of my own. And yeah, now I've got 10 albums and I'm getting to perform fairly extensively. I've gotten to visit some really cool places. 
Um, and yeah, I've got, I have 10 albums. The label itself has another chunk of, with other artists and stuff. So yeah, it's been a really interesting and unexpected ride, you know, over these last, uh, particularly five years. That's awesome. Now, um, for some, for people who don't know, and, and this includes myself, yeah. minimalist piano. Now I heard some of your work and it's, and if I'm going to take a stab, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Sure. It's that you're not constantly playing. There's, there's a lot of gaps. There's you know, you allow kind of emotion to build within the spaces. Is that is that fair or is that? It, it depends on the, in some instances, yes. Um, in some instances you have, you, you still have a feeling of stasis, but the, the notes are really constant. So yeah. repeating a figure over and over again, so there's no necessarily space in the music, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, it still has this feeling of a very sort of drawn out um, time scale. Uh, one way to think about it is that most of the Western music, you know, whether it's popular or classical that we listen to kind of pushes and pulls you, uh, through the listening experience. Um, you know, it it sets up drama, you know, it gets exciting, you know, or the bass drops out and then, ah, um, but with minimalist music, it, it, uh, one of the best descriptions is that it's almost kind of like looking at a statue. Um, it's, it's something that you have to sort of experience on your own and get drawn into it. It's, uh, trance music, meditative sort of music. There are a lot of sort of different descriptions that get into it, but, uh, yeah, just sort of entering out of this, uh, linear teleological sort of time construct where events, you know, are, yeah, where there's drama and entering into something that's a bit more sort of Zen, if you will. Hmm. Very cool. So I hope that helps. No, that 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 does. It's it, it made sense to me. I mean, I, I was listening to a bit of it before we started here, and um, after you just described, it, I'm like, yeah, and I can understand where people would think that's like uh, soundtrack kind of music as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's it's same sort of deal, personal experience. Now, mm-hmm. sorry, we can get back into those geeky passions you're oh, starting sure. to dive into. So uh, by all means, re redive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see where were we. Um, so yeah, now nowadays is the occasional TV series. Um, occasionally, I'll pick up some. Com- it, occasionally is going to be the the key word. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, get into some comics. You know, I, at some point though, I sort of had to let go. Um, in fact, this was something that was discussed on the Facebook page. Uh, this sort of completist idea, like, oh no, I'm going to miss an Avengers movie or, you know, the, the sort of anxiety that comes with, you know, not being a completist or not seeing everything as soon as it comes out or even, you know, missing something, um, and sort of having to let go of that, um, being, yeah, busy with career and children and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, probably what I do most consistently would be read, um, because especially, it, yeah, I, I love when I get to travel and then, then I have the opportunity to just sit down for hours on end and enjoy a book. So I, I tend to like really long series like uh, Dune series or Stephen mm-hmm. King's Dark Tower. Lord right. of the Rings is a big favorite of mine. I think I've read that about 10 times now. So, so yeah, there, that's a bit more on the geeky side. But yeah, I, I, I play some video. Yeah, a lot of dabbling, I guess, in, into geeky things. Well, there's no mold for the geek, right? right? Every geek, every geek is different. You just all a geek is, if you want, if you want my personal definition, is loving something a lot. 
Yeah. And you can love anything a lot. It just depends on how you express it. Yes, there's a lot of fandoms that a lot of geeks run within, but that doesn't mean that if just because you don't follow those fandoms that you're not a geek. Um, no, that that's that's amazing. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, out of all the places you've visited uh, f- with your music, what are some of your favorites? Uh, I I have a soft spot for London. Um, I have some family that live maybe about 45 minutes northwest of London uh, in this uh, quaint, I mean, really just English village. Um, you know, their, their address, well, no, I... I won't say their address, on, no. uh, but <laughs> I was about to say it because it's so charming, but it has no numbers in it. It's just uh, a name and, a, you know, it's this cottage on this street, you know, and, right. and they, they have their little, you know, neighborhood pub. Um, and actually Very Cotswolds kind of like. Yeah. And, yeah. and fun fact, the uh, house that George, they're in the land that George Harrison left to the Hare Krishnas is a short walk from where they live. So there's this oh. beautiful space there and gardens. And so, I mean, I, I and I love London. I'm, I'm an Anglophile. Yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll add Doctor Who to the things I try to stay on top of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's a big one. Uh, I got to play uh, Victoria, British Columbia was just oh. stunningly beautiful. And I, I went, I, I went at such a sort of perfect time of year i think it was in march and i was actually kind of worried about it being rainy and, and miserable but it was sunny and just the the flowers that were everywhere mm-hmm. um so those would be yeah those are the two that would jump out to me right now but i mean i get to yeah perform in new york i recently performed in miami and which involved hanging out on south beach uh mm-hmm. you know i've i've got uh, my fingers crossed uh but it looks like i'll be able to perform in uh, Latvia coming up oh. this next season. So yeah, a lot of things I, I probably otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. I'm, I'm getting to do, which is really fun. I, I joke sometimes that my performing just funds my travel habit. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's, that's living life to how you want to <laughs> live it. Yeah. All right. Um, so contemporary music, minimalist music, that's, that's kind of where your, your jam is. Yeah. I, I, and and just call me a buffoon if I'm if I'm getting into this. I have a big sucker for standards. Um, I love it when standards are used uh, in, in movies. And, yeah. Uh, like my favorite movie. Most people don't believe me when I tell them this, but it's when Harry met Sally. And I just love the music, the soundtrack. Now that, that you've mentioned it on the podcast about six times, I'm starting to believe it. So <laughs> it's it's it's, it's going to take this for people to believe. Like, no, it's Star Wars. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I love Star Wars, but it's this other thing. <coughs> Sorry. The lies are trying to choke the life out of him. That's no, I choked on my own spit last night, so I totally understand. <laughs> That's a very Tierland thing to do. Um, All right. But I mean, do you generally just stick within your style? Do you ever um, like what are your musical tastes when you're not playing or or listening to uh, classical? Yeah, um, I if if I, I I rarely sort of just fiddle around on the piano. Um, you know, when I when I listen though. Um, well, I, I like a lot of sort of weird experimental stuff, and in fact. Uh, 
Joey's mic flip out was I I immediately thought of it as like hey that kind of sounds like an album I have um but I I really love bluegrass um yeah and and folk music um I love uh Motown I I I heard a lot of that growing up and I I just I, I love those songs and and oftentimes when I'm home and I want to put on something you know that that everyone will sort of enjoy that that's what I'll go to sort of right away and yeah it just I love it <laughs> just I have to start dancing who's who's your favorite uh Motown artists um well See, I grew that, up with my yeah my father was very much into Motown growing up so yeah. we heard a lot of it in my house growing and, and most people because I'm older than more most people hang out with it, it wasn't such a thing. You're a lot closer to my age than most people are, yeah. um, so you probably had a lot more exposure to Motown than, than others are. Mm. But sorry, who who are your no, favorite no. artists? Um, okay, so it's not exactly well, yeah, not exactly Motown. Lately, I've been just listening to a ton of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, moving past that, but um, I don't know. The Spinners, the Four Tops, um, Ray Charles. Um, yeah, that's just off the top of my head. It's hard to catch something that I don't don't enjoy. Well, speaking of new music, so as a as a no, you go ahead, Sherilyn. Ladies first. No, okay, no, no. <laughs> just a very quick question. As a pianist, a pianist, a pianist. We got to really clarify, I think, how this is pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as a man, as a gentleman who plays the piano, yes. how, do you, <laughs> how do you warm up? Do you just crack your knuckles? Do you, what do you do? Um, it, well, it depends on what I'm about to play. Uh, I do I mean the only sort of I do have one sort of weird physical thing and I'll I'll try to describe it for the podcast but if I if I take my index and pinky fingers um, and I I don't know what the Canadian or Australian equivalents would be are they similar yes yeah Okay. Um, darn, I was excited that there might be other words. Um, so I take my index and pinky and then I'll, I'll push my middle and ring finger sort of down toward my palm and I'll really sort of stretch out that way, um, which feels really nice. Um, but that, that's as much sort of a nervous habit as, as anything else. Isn't uh, that the rock on symbol? <laughs> Well, yes, but, but so yeah, exactly. That's a much better way to describe it. Yes. Yeah, so imagine rock on and then push the fingers that are up back as far as you can um, mm. until it yep. kind of hurts a little. And then that's a stretch. That's that's a legit stretch. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, it's, it's what I do. It's not legitimate. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it depends uh, as far as warming up. I, I've got, you know, one piece of music that I play uh, for five. That's largely improvised that's five hours long uh so warming up for that is mostly just sort of getting used to the piano i'll just sort of play around through the different chordal sections and and get a feel for what the piano is giving me uh, and just sort of try to enter the headspace uh versus something that's a little bit quicker and more repetitive uh you know i'll just i'll just try out the those figures a little bit and just make sure my technique is loose and um, yeah, so my, my warm, I don't have a specific warm up routine. It's, it's much more sort of tailored to each program that I play. Awesome. Coolio. All right, Joey, sorry. Now you can talk. <laughs> oh, thank you for the permission. 
<laughs> You're welcome. No, um, I was curious to know. Um, well, first, have you seen the the new Warcraft movie? I haven't yet, but a good friend of mine uh, was working on the special effects for that, so she got to attend the premiere, and it's been all over my Facebook. So it's it's on my list of things to do because I yeah geeky passions. I remember doing LAN parties with the original Warcraft, you know, where you brought your big old monitor and you know, yep. desktop computer and and then wired them all together throughout the house. But anyway, sorry. Well, no, because I was going to ask if you've heard any of the music from the film yet because I'm I'm addicted to this soundtrack. You ask anybody, and typically that that's what I have playing in the background with anything that oh. I'm doing lately. No, I haven't heard the music for that, but it, it reminds me, one of the best recent examples of a soundtrack that really borrows heavily from minimalism minimalism uh would be interstellar uh oh. yeah that uh, y- the the use of the organ this different sorts of figures is very much sort of like philip glass who's one of the most famous uh composers so yeah that that that's another sort of idea you can hold in your head that way cool i loved interstellar yeah, really great. And for the record, anybody, oh, yeah, one of my anybody who still wants to play Warcraft, Orcs and Humans, but for whatever reason, because it's a DOS game and Windows 10 won't play it, if you get two programs, they are completely freeware, like shareware, like they're made by users for users. It's called uh, DOS Blaster and Image Burn. It's like IMG Burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. take your original desk. Do not pirate the game. Take your original desk. You make a an ISO, and you use DOS Blaster, mm-hmm. and you can play the game on Windows 10. There you mm-hmm. go. Now, what 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 version of the game is it? Because I I played a lot of the original Warcraft, Warcraft Two, Warcraft Three. Oh, this is like the original, oh, wow. like Orcs versus Humans, like the first one. Yeah, okay, way back. But yeah, it okay. also works for the second game as well. Um, Warcraft 3, they, they've adjusted it now that you can actually buy it digitally through the, the, the Blizzard store for like $10 and then another $10 for the expansion on it. So like 20 bucks, you can, you can still get Warcraft 3 and like actually install it, but the other ones, they haven't remastered them. They, don't, they haven't hired enough staff to fix it, so... <laughs> I, I Warcraft 2 is the very first and, I, and I'm going to use the term online game loosely that I ever played. It's you, you basically dialed your buddy's modem yeah. and you played head to head and uh, you just hope nobody called you in between. Or you oh, didn't. yeah. <laughs> what did I? Uh, oh, Command and Conquer was what I did that with. Yeah. yeah and you've got to run around and tell your family, don't pick up the phone. Don't you yeah. <laughs> don't pick up the phone. Turn call waiting off. Yeah. On this, just, just don't touch. Yeah, mine was and, uh, uh, Diablo oh. 1. Oh, oh, very nice. <laughs> Tierlin had the internet when she was born. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say someone got very quiet during this section of the podcast. There was all. You mean the internet didn't always exist? <laughs> Wait, what? What's dial-up? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, no, dial-ups. seriously, I, I do miss those days of that annoying little whine of the dial-up. Yeah. There's something nice well, that's about just it. Me. It's I, exciting. I, I <laughs> Uh, well, no, there was something exciting about it. I'll agree with you. When, when, when you know, cable and DSL modems became a thing, I kind of was like, can you just invent noise just for me? <laughs> because it, it was like for the longest time, and I never had an AOL account, not 
single time because I live in Canada. But I took the little you got mail noise and I had that as my mail notifier for years, even on my work email. And, and everyone would just look at me like, the hell are you doing? I'm like, I love that shit. I'm the same <laughs> way. I used to have that. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, for for work, for anybody, like I know it's not that old, but anybody who's familiar with the movie the the devil wears Prada. I actually got the oh, T-Mobile yes. sound for when work would call me because they were always calling me all the time. <laughs> so I was like, "Yep, there we go." Did oh, you answer? That... Can you hear me now? <laughs> no, I always answer. Miranda, please. No, honestly, office. that that noise. <laughs> yeah, well, that noise in Devil Wears Prada was the, the equivalent of in Jurassic Park that Nokia ring when you knew the dinosaur was coming. Oh. Do you yes, remember that? Yeah, could never listen to that the same way. <laughs> the other thing, the other noise that I'm still very nostalgic about is the ICQ message noise. Oh uh -oh. my goodness, yes. Mm. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> you do a much better version of it than I did. I only ever used so that once. I, I, so I don't remember it. Oh man. Now that was my very no no. I would say IRC was my first BBS. But ICQ was my favorite for a long time. Like I, I hated yep. MSN. I was an ICQ fan, and uh, I knew my number off heart. In fact, usually I could sit down and say, you know, I can go to their website and type my account in, and it'll still be there. Um, it's crazy that I still remember that number, just because when I was in school, we weren't allowed to install or any programs we install on computer. It, as soon as you logged out, it'd get erased. So I, every time I sat down on a new computer, I install ICQ. I could use it, and then when I left, I log out and I uninstall itself. I was like, perfect. I like this. Um, and, and I so I knew that's why I, I had my, that number memorized. It was crazy. I wonder if I still could do it. I'm not going to do it right now. My my keyboard makes a lot of click 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 noises, and it'd be distracting. I'll never forget when I first sent an email, and I asked because I I, was, I went to the library and I got my first. <laughs> Hotmail account because hut it was between Hotmail and Yahoo and everybody at the time was all like oh it go with Hotmail go with Hotmail at the time and this was 1997 and I remember when I sent my first email I looked at the librarian and I, and I asked so how many days does it usually take for the email to go through <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember we we got email before we got the internet with Juno. Did anyone? No. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. it was a, a free service where you it was just it was strictly for email so that you could set up an email address um, yeah. even without Internet access. So you would do all the modem stuff, but just <laughs> just to get your email. <laughs> yeah, like we, we we had Pine. That was the very first email I ever had was a Pine uh, Unix kind of account thing. Yeah. And um, my my it was in college was my very first email address when i was in high school it was just becoming a thing and it was the only internet access our entire uh, school was allowed to have was after hours and it had to be monitored by the teacher so you had to arrange with the teacher to stay after work to use the internet so that didn't happen that often to say the <laughs> least um but the few times that we did all i wanted to do was talk with people so i'd go to bbs's and when my buddy got the internet we would just that was all we did Period, end of story, game, <laughs> game, set, match. He had a 14-4K modem, and we'd just dial up, and that would be our weekend. You know, yeah. insane. I, I, I'm glad we don't have those days anymore. I, You know, they're very nostalgic still. Right. I don't know. Well, before I had a computer to get on the internet uh, at my house, we had to have two separate phone lines for one thing because <laughs> uh, we constantly needed somebody to be able to reach us if, we, if they needed to. But we had... And, some people may or may not remember this, but we had web 
TV. Oh yes, oh, yes, yes, yeah. Because yes. they were they were uh, combined with a company called uh, Talk City. If you wanted to go into like chat rooms or whatever, and I will never forget going into those rooms because there were there were all kinds of different chat rooms, and sometimes I miss chat rooms like this because uh, there were ones where you were like text role playing. And like there were there were text based role playing games for like Buffy, Angel, Charm, oh, like wow. all like there were the, wow. like even when Firefly had its one year of you know brilliancy on television, there were even Firefly chat rooms for for role play like in that universe uh, through text role play, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. And now like even Yahoo chat rooms are gone. And in fact, I think Yahoo Messenger, um, for anybody that even still uses it. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be going away with the app come August and then either it's going to be web-based or it's not going to exist at all. So it's like all these things are like slowly disappearing. Like AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. I mean, I used to live on AOL Instant Messenger. Like, oh my God. Oh, yes. Yep. But I, I'm really glad you mentioned uh, yeah, Buffy and Firefly so that anyone who's uh, under 30 could wake up now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Now, let me bring it back to the old guys for a moment. No. We'll, 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 we'll bring it back to the future a second ago. And this might have been yeah. something that only existed in my area. And I hope, I hope I'm really going to date myself on this one. But before the Internet existed, the only way to meet strangers were these things called party lines. Did you guys have these in your? I mean, I might be fishing a bit with with Joey and, and Tierlin, but but the, is this Andy, the thing where you call into the radio or no? Well, it's or not so much the radio. Oh, okay. You you would basically have a massive conference call where you oh, just okay. dial this number and they would dial you into a conference, and then it was always a bunch of people the same age as you, and you would just sit there and you'd just talk with strangers. That was like the very first form of socialization outside of my school or my my sports that I was doing was I'd call these party lines I'm like there's girls here that don't know me this is great because <laughs> the girls they don't know, know me, me yet <laughs> yeah because the girls that know me they're not good. interested in me so I need to meet different girls um that was that no, was the, that's a new thing for me oh god I, I'm eventually gonna find someone else who had this experience that isn't my age and from Toronto well so. no like I um, remember but, when I was like eight years old I knew how to dial the operator so I dialed the operator and I asked her if she could connect me to my friend's phone down the street as if she knew where I was calling from <laughs> well you had to try right well yeah I mean, because at that age, I couldn't really necessarily go outside the dooryard without a parent. So, <laughs> oh, and for anybody now, out there who, if you if you're not sure what dooryard is, it is the front yard that faces your front door. It's a main thing. Dooryard, got it. Now you mentioned earlier Jessica Jones and Daredevil, and you 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 expressed your opinion that you like Jessica Jones better than Daredevil. Devil, yes. I I agree completely, and we're in the minority on that one. Um, what is it that you liked about Jessica Jones uh, per se better than Daredevil? Not to say Daredevil's bad. I like Daredevil as well, and it sounds like you did as well. Yeah. No, I, no, I I in in fact, it was the first time I'd had a proper snow day in a long time. My wife and 
kids were out of town and we got uh, two feet of snow. So my work, uh, I teach at university, was canceled. Um, and I was all by myself in the house for the first time in like eight years. Um, so I binge watched all of the second season uh, of Daredevil. Um, I, I'm going to steal uh, something a friend of mine tweeted, which was the second season of Daredevil is amazing in that they actually could make ninjas kind of boring. Um, I loved the plot line with the Punisher. I like the switch, you know, the sort of courtroom stuff. Um, and then I just kind of, yeah, I, 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 I loved that character of the Punisher so much. And I thought it was so interesting that, I don't know, it just kind of went off the rails a little bit for me. Um, versus Jessica Jones. Um, I, yeah, she's just such an incredibly interesting main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more, especially toward the end of the season, um, uh, to, to sort of get into, well, and David Tennant, you gotta love too, but, uh, it, it was interesting, uh, when we got into David Tennant and, and he was sort of expressing how he felt, even when he was controlling, uh, Jessica, that, you know, there was some reciprocation, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, you know, totally him forcing himself on her, which I thought was a very interesting dialogue for, you know, things, discussions that are happening in general in terms, you know, especially working at a college. Um, but no, I just think the characters uh, are more well-rounded. I, mm-hmm. I think the plot is really tight, uh, rarely boring. And, you know, it was great because it, it took me a while, you know, several episodes in to say, oh, hey, I guess this is a, a female superhero, isn't it? In a lead role. You know, it, it was just good. You know, it didn't matter. You know, they weren't trying to do something with that. So I don't know. I just fell in love very quickly. I found the character of Jessica was that stereotypical, like very similar to that stereotypical male private eye character so it was just like they didn't try to you know really feminize her yeah. doing that, that role at all it's like nope she's a hard drinking uh, crass kind of human being and and i think that that did that role a strong service by by doing that not trying to in any way shape or form trying to you know feminize that at all mm-hmm. um and the problem i have with jessica jones moving forward and i'm a huge david Tennant fan he did an outstanding job yeah. as Kilgrave. Um, moving forward, will the show be as strong? That's my concern. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. It's a fair concern. <laughs> I mean, it, she, I can never remember the actress's name that played Jessica. It's eluding me again. Oh, yeah. Um, did an outstanding job. Um, the, 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 the actress that played her best friend did a great job. Um, all, most of the sporting cast did a great job, but you know, without a solid bad guy, I find I, it's, 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 there's two things with TV shows that make them for me, a solid bad guy mm-hmm. or, and a great supporting cast. Cause most of the time the lead character just drives the story and no disrespect to lead characters, but that's what they're supposed to do. Right. And all of, all of the people around them and their villain is supposed to what makes things great. Uh, you know, a lot of people love Game of Thrones and they curse that little Joffrey kid for <laughs> so much. But that is when the, the show hit its height of popularity for me was when that kid that everybody just hated so much was was, was kind of doing the worst things he possibly could. Um, good villain is very hard to find, especially mm. in TV. Well, and I, I love a villain 
that isn't just, you know, pure evil. Right. Um, now, purely psychotic is interesting, but, yes. uh, <laughs> but yeah, just to, and they did that. I thought a great job with Kilgrave, you know, to, well, and yeah, they, we didn't start with too much backstory. <laughs> we were right. just sort of in it and it took so long for the story to really unravel, but yeah, to get Kilgrave's backstory and yeah, you could kind of empathize a little bit even. And yeah, it, that, yeah, just great, well-rounded characters. Tierlin, correct me if I'm wrong on this one. Um, I've, I've seen this quote before, but I think you might have done this recently. And, and, if, I, and if it wasn't you, I apologize. But it, a great villain is somebody who thinks they're the hero of their own story. They don't understand that they're the villain. Oh, I'll take credit for it. But no, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. It but it's like being, being a hero, being a villain, and it's just a point of view. Because the best yeah, villains, yeah, the best villains are the ones that honestly believe that they're the heroes. Kilgrave believed that he was the hero. If you want to go to Daredevil, you got um, Kingpin, or I can't remember the his oh, name yeah. they used for him. He believed he was the hero. Um, yeah, and I, he was a great villain. He was too. I yeah. mean, he did an outstanding job with him, and I'm, you know, so that I think those are kind of the building blocks of of those sort of things. Okay. And it's so, really good as well because a lot of, sorry, a lot of um, movies now are showing the backstories of very two-dimensional villains, you know, Maleficent for starters, um, mm-hmm. you know, Wicked. Um, yeah, it's really good. Now we're starting to see that there is more to this person than just evil. They have their reasons. So I'm really glad that they're bringing this into this um, day and age. <laughs> well, and, you know, good for actors too to be able to explain yeah. why they are the way they are. I mean... Instead of just being hated, you know, I mean, it, there's something cool about a bad guy that walks on the stage and is hated. Darth Vader walked into that first scene and you were like, oh, he's the bad guy. He didn't even have yep. to say a word. You knew it. Um, now he's had his story told. Um, it just now you get to tell these stories and that the telling of the story is just as important as being the bad guy itself. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. because no one is born bad. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Joey. Yes. Here, my friend. Take us into rapid fire. Rapid fire? I don't know what you're talking about. What's this rapid fire you speak of? Tierlin, take us into suggestion (laughs) section. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joey, take us into rapid fire. Uh, Before I do that, I just want to point out that the actresses' names that you're looking for are Jessica Ritter. Not not Jessica Ritter, but uh, Kristen Ritter and Rachel Taylor. Kristen Ritter, yep. Yep, Kristen Ritter. I knew it was Kristen. I couldn't remember her last name. I didn't want to make myself look too stupid. <sighs> well done, sir. All right, sir. Are you ready for the rapid fire? I am indeed. All right. We'll we'll, we'll start off easy. Favorite food? Uh, pot roast and mashed potatoes. Ooh, that actually sounds really good. I have, I have to excuse myself for a minute, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me hungry, too, I'll be honest. Yeah. The Scottish side of me is like, yep, that's home. Let's go eat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, actually, if I could, <laughs> I'll derail it. Um, I got to perform in France and I was at this conference and um, the city uh, supported the conference. And we had these lavish, like four course lunches with fish and wine and, you know, just as well as I'd eaten for three days in my entire life. Uh, and then I came back through London um, you know, to see my family on the way home. And, you know, she, she did, uh, you know, a, a baked chicken with mashed potatoes. It was like, 
this is the food of my people. <laughs> you know, there's just something about it. So sorry, Joey. I've only one in. It's all good. <laughs> Potatoes. Anyways, so with that being said, then what is a country that you'd love to visit? Uh, I'm gonna go with Iceland. Ooh. With Ireland as a very close second. There you go, someone to do the the scavenger hunt with you, Carolyn. Yeah, no, I was actually thinking that I'm going to talk to you about that after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What is the last book you read? Oh, uh, so it'd be in the Dune series. Uh, Let's see, I just, so I finished God Emperor. Um, So I guess it'd be Heretics of Dune, the last one I finished. I have never read any of the Dune series. Don't hurt me. No, well, and and most people, the first book, the opinion of most people is that the first books and first, the first book is incredible. The second's pretty good, and then it's really downhill from there. Um, But I, I really enjoy all of them, and I, I know others who do too. So, Um, especially the fourth one, the God Emperor of Dune, is is really interesting, sort of philosophical. Are you a morning or night person? I'm going to steal an answer from one of your previous guests and say yes. <laughs> um, I, which I wouldn't have thought of before. Um, I've always been a night person, uh, but my oldest is seven now. So I've been waking up between five and six thirty almost every day for a while. Um, Translation, so, he doesn't sleep. Yeah. So, but I, and I've actually been doing it a lot this summer. I, uh, you know, I'll get up with the kids in the morning. I like I like getting going in the morning, have my coffee. Um, I think sort of the Spanish siesta, like take a two and a half hour nap in the afternoon and then stay up to midnight or, or whatever. Seems oh. seems to be ideal for me. That is an ideal day for me as well, I'll be honest. Yes. <laughs> I love that nap. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of naps. Mm. If only we were a fan of them when we were younger, we would probably be more rested know, today. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yep. All right. What is your favorite word? Oh, so I I I, I cheated and I thought about this for a while. I'm gonna go with thurible, which is um, in the well Catholic or Orthodox Anglican churches. It's the thing you swing to make the incense go. Oh, um, but so that's what that's called. <laughs> yeah, it's called a thurible. Um, which always sounds like Charles Barkley saying "turrible." Yeah, it's um, true. <laughs> but 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 then the, even better, the person who carries the thurible is called a thurifer. So it yeah, it, I enjoy saying those words. Thurible. Yeah. Thurible. That's thurible. It sounds like my friend. Um, he, he's a guitarist, and I don't know I was teasing him because I tend to tease people, you know, out of love. Yes. <laughs> And he said uh, he was going to say something like, that's terrible. But he ended up sort of combining it with my name. And it was, that's terrible. And it just sort of reminded me because it sounded quite similar. So, yes. yeah, that's terrible. Well, it's, it's hard to sound intelligent <laughs> saying thurible. Um, it's true. Because yeah. <laughs> you really do think of Charles Barkley yeah. saying terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. Because <laughs> I've heard him do it so many I times. know. <laughs> Girl. Sorry. All right, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, I hate it when people chew gum. 
I just can't stand. I, the, oh my goodness! The I was chewing gum at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, the sound, Sorry. the smell, the Professor Lee asked you to stick it be- yeah. behind your ear or whatever. <laughs> People <laughs> masticating in public. I yeah, that's I, I don't need it. Stop smacking that gum. You're gonna ruin my light bill up. <laughs> All right. What is your spirit animal? A squirrel. I have no good reason for it either, but it it's just an instinctive. I have uh, I I enjoy watching them, but no, I'm definitely a squirrel. I don't know what it means yet. I, every time I hear squirrel, I think of Over the Hedge, where he takes the like Red Bull, and yes. like it's Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, every time. Well, I always think of Up Squirrel. You know, yep. the dogs. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about all right? Here's a good one then. You have one album, and one album only that you can take with you on a trip to Mars. What do you bring with you? Yeah, and because it can't be a compilation, I I can't go with Stevie Wonder, the definitive collection. But I'll I'll go with uh, a bluegrass actually, Gillian Welch, uh, "Time the Revelator." Um, I. Yeah, often we'll just sing those songs to myself, even when it's not on. I, yeah, I, I think Gillian Welch is probably my favorite non-classical artist. Very cool. What is the one trait that best describes Andy? I, th- I think I would say strong-willed. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of how to do that. Because where your spirit animal uh, is a squirrel, you're really no, contradicting no. yourself right now. So I have I'm to a, get an explanation on this one. I, I'm an extremely determined squirrel. Uh, no, cause, uh, one of my favorite characters is uh, the gunslinger from the Dark Tower, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Right. Who, um, who just possesses this absolute will to accomplish you know reaching the tower you know that's that's his sole motivation and it's in, it it makes him a very interesting character because he he ends up doing a lot of incredibly good things and a lot of incredibly terrible things uh along the path because you know that was sort of you know that's what's driving him is just this will and this determination but um no i i'm i tend to be very goal oriented and if I want to do something or accomplish something or learn something, I, it, it's usually just a matter of time. Also squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think squirrel is the better part of me that can relax a little bit. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is actually one of my favorite questions out of the, the, the original list here. Uh, if you could have unlimited storage for one thing, what would it be? And I'm going to have to go boring here and just say data. Um, Cause it's the only thing I could think of where like, I keep wishing I had more and, and would have a lot of, you know, need for it. Um, but yeah, I thought about, I mean, like, you know, books jumped to my mind first but I love, I don't know, I love the uh, collections have to be limited and there have to be choices. And so um, I can't say there's much I would actually like to have unlimited storage for. 
the interest is in the limits, I think. All right, and finally, last but certainly not least, how amazingly awesome is the awesome, amazingly <laughs> special and just overall great <laughs> human of the world, Toronto Gal. On a scale from one to five, five being the most, she is super duper. Uh, yep, I've just blown away by her. She's the reason I've gotten hooked up with this community. And yeah, like like most people would love to get the chance to, to sit down and chat with her uh, sometime. It would be nice. We could do a whole like Toronto gal con. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody could just show up and listen to her speak. Unimpressed maple uh, leaves everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terilyn, bring us into suggestion section. Okie dokie. So Andy, you wanted to <laughs> you wanted to do uh would you rather? Yes. So hopefully I haven't asked these ones before, and if I have, sorry, but we'll we'll just deal. Okay. Would you rather Live one life that lasts 1,000 years or live 10 lives that last 100 years each. Oh. <laughs> dun, that's, dun, dun. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go ha- with the one life for 1,000 years um, because it would be nice to have sort of that collective memory Although there's an interesting Doctor Who about a human who becomes Me? immortal, um, yeah. but well, see, I, I just I wouldn't want to go through puberty ten times. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the obvious advantage to the ten lives, you know, just the sheer variety of experiences. But I think, I don't know. Uh, I'm I I think I would have the opportunity to pursue other avenues, but at the same time. Um, yeah, just like limiting. I think death is a big motivator for life. So mm. yeah, the definitely advantages to the 10 lives as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. Would you rather be without elbows or be without knees? Uh, <laughs> I'll have the, to, pian- the pianist yeah, is being yeah, asked this I, question. I, yeah, I have pretty, to go pretty obvious. With knees. I, I would be sitting awkwardly, but uh, I would manage. <laughs> Um, would you rather use eye drops made of vinegar or toilet paper made from sandpaper? Oh my oh. gosh, vinegar, please. <laughs> oh, God the, I, I, I'm not sure what that would be like, but it's got to be better, right? I mean, it has to be. <laughs> oh. well, I'm just going to jump in here really I mean, quick because with the sandpaper, here's, here's the thing. It doesn't say you can't modify the sandpaper because if you take two pieces of sandpaper you could probably like rub them against each other and soften them down depending on what brands and variety that true. you use so mm-hmm. eventually you could end up with I, some really unique toilet paper so just bear that in mind i'm not but sure for one that's in use. the spirit of the question but it's also a lot of work for one wipe yeah <laughs> i mean and i'm someone like yeah i have I, I have kids, and so we have flushable wipes. And I found I really prefer those to toilet paper even. So I think, yeah, sandpaper would be too much. 
Yeah, see, I don't think I could do the vinegar because um, I suffer from sinusitis quite regularly. And mm. one day someone suggested snorting apple cider vinegar because <laughs> apparently it really helps. And my goodness. Anyone I who thought... starts with a suggestion with snorting, just <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I was having an aneurysm. It is the worst thing. I don't think I could put vinegar in my eyes. So I think I'd have to go with a sandpaper. Wow. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Uh, would you rather have to sneeze but not be able to or have something stuck in your eye for an entire year? Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking if anyone wants to jump in. I'm going to go with uh, the, something stuck in your eye for a year because the other thing yep. does not imply a that's, timetable, whereas this one does. Yeah, that's what this I was leaning towards. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with Joey's answer. All right, sounds good. Um, <laughs> would you rather never be able to speak again or always have to say everything that is on your mind? Oh, my God, never speak Ooh. again. <laughs> I wouldn't have you any more friends. don't want to know what's on my mind. Yeah, I wouldn't have any more no, friends. No, I mean, that's easy. I'm already pretty quiet. So, yeah, uh, I, I could manage. <laughs> well, they say the quiet ones have the loudest thoughts, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't choose. My career would be but, kind of short-lived, I think. <laughs> you, like, you like this piano piece? Yeah. Oh, I just screwed up a note. Oh, crap. Yeah. You'll never know, though. Because <laughs> you're idiots and bored. Because you're idiots and I'm above you. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I would have... I would be terrible if I had to say all my thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I would not speak. I would have to go with not speak. So this podcast would be finished. Much. <laughs> well, you guys can host, and I would just be the guy quietly on the other side pressing record. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather change the past or be able to see into the future? Hmm. Uh, what What do I get to see in the future? Is it? Mm. Is just sort of? Do I just get like a glimpse of the future? Sorry, I ask because there are certain things I think would be really useful to know, like how and when I was going to die, but... So you could prevent it? No. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever want to know that. Well, no, because if, yeah, yeah, if, if you know the number of your days, that... I mean, I don't know. I, I'm coming back to limits and death again. <laughs> this, this got dark. Um, <laughs> no, but that's you know how much time you have, you know, we, it's very easy to sort of put that off. I mean, granted, we're all young, uh, but thinking about that, but yeah, if you knew exactly how much time you have, that, that gives you a firm deadline, uh, pun not intended. Mm. Um, but then you got the Sarah, but, the Sarah Connor angle on it is it, no fate, but what you make. If you think you're going to die in your bed when you're 90, so you start doing crazy things, thinking that you're immoral, immortal, you're basically you could die earlier. Well, yes, you you have to assume some sort of validity. Um, but if you could see so much of the future, that would be extremely boring. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I, so I guess I would change the past, but I'm not, I, but there's nothing uh, I'm anxious to change. Well, see, uh, I'm not sure if I've used this analogy before, but I would hate to see into the future because sometimes I put my iPod on shuffle to see what music is coming up. 
And the thing is, when I hit a good song, I go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, I want to see what's happening next. And I keep <laughs> skipping through and I never go back to the song that I originally liked because the surprise is gone. And I know that sounds really weird, but for me, that just sort of sums up the future. Once you know what's going to happen, you're never surprised or thrilled right. by it when it comes. See, yeah. coming back to the Dune books, that's something they get into a lot. What happens if you become totally prescient? Um, then then your ex- entire existence is pure boredom. Yeah, exactly. Okay, two more. Uh, would you rather feel like you were hungover for a week <sighs> or not use email for a week? Uh, I'll, I'll go without email. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really important for my business, but I'm bad about responding anyway, so I'm not sure anyone would really notice <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Yeah, because text messages Um, aren't included with that. So if somebody really needed to get a hold of me, I would use a text message. (laughs) Would you rather be super fast or super strong? Uh, Super fast. If you could run on water, I would want to be super fast. That would be fun. Uh, It just seems like there are a lot more instances where yeah getting somewhere quickly or you know not having to waste your life commuting or whatever uh it seems more practical than being super strong so yeah because i would i wouldn't want to just open the door and the whole house falls down by being super strong yeah and i I, i've endured my my life uh you know having the the upper body strength of a strong 13 year old girl so you know i can (laughs) i'm i'm okay (laughs) i've adjusted (laughs) Um, okay, well, that that's it for me. All that's right. all my questions that I could think of. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Then uh, promotion. Um, you, hold on one second. Um, you basically got your own website with, with your albums on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your website? Sure. So professionally, I go by R. Andrew Lee. Uh, because if you Google Andy Lee Piano, it's some... Um, uh, slide or uh, I don't know, it's, it's not me. So randrewlee.com uh, and you can stream um, almost the entirety of my catalog and uh, see pictures of my beautiful face and, and read beautiful things that people have written about me. But yes, if you're at all curious about uh, the, the sort of stuff that I'm doing and, and want to give it a go, uh, yeah, you can, you can, listen to a lot on my website. Uh, although I will warn you that, uh, uh, a quick 20 second preview is, is not going to be totally useful. Um, which maybe, I found out this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I heard a note. Um, I, I will say the, the pieces that sort of got me into this music, uh, from my third album, uh, William Duckworth, the time curve preludes. So if there's any sort of jumping off point, uh, scroll down a little bit. Um, and that, that would be a good place to start. Uh, how about your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Yes. So things. pretty much everywhere. I'm Andy Lee DMA, uh, doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, so, well, I mean, it's, it's technically doctor of musical arts, but the latter or the former title seems more appropriate sometimes. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, so I'm there on Twitter. Find me there on Facebook. I'm really active in the human group uh, lately. Instagram is there. Uh, YouTube, which I haven't, I haven't posted many videos uh, probably in a year. Uh, but there, there is a pretty decent chunk of stuff there. As uh, minimalist pianist. Pianist. That's yes. how it's properly pronounced. Yes, you avoid so, the the pianist. mistakes that Piano way. Piano player man. Yes. Pianist. Well, I've always said pianist, and and that's obviously I'm speaking to someone whose career this is that is wrong. So it's pianist. well, no, I actually think pianist is more the proper way to say it, but um, anyone <laughs> it only takes messing it up once, and, and it's pianist, <laughs> so that there's no problem. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Mr. Couture, tell us about your things. Well, I have a couple of pink things. I have a couple of purple things. I've got a, I've gotten a wide array of things. Is there anything specifically you'd like to know about? Tell us about your things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anybody uh, who would like to can find and follow me on Twitter at Joey Couture underscore. You can also find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is uh, temporarily on hold. Uh, I'll have some new uh, Tomb Raider abridged stuff coming up soon because um, I'm also yep. working on Another project, which is writing my book, which I now know the starting point of where it's going to begin. So now that I have that Yay. under my belt, I know exactly where it's going to start. And I think now that I've pinpointed it, it it's a little bit more focused. So it'll allow me to not like, because I don't know, Tierlin, maybe you have the same problem, but it's like you get an initial idea and then you're like, okay, yeah, I could totally work with this. But then your brain is like, comes up with 500 million different scenarios to branch off into. So you're just like, I can't, I can't do it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> no, I've had something similar. Um, there was a period there where I had about eight different ideas for a book, but I wasn't connecting to any of the ideas. And I actually felt really lost. I felt like I wasn't myself because I didn't have a project that was special that I was working on. It was something completely new to me. So I was freaking out for a little bit. But now I've officially got something. And yeah, once you kind of get into the right zone and you connect with that work, there's nothing that will stop you. Even all those other ideas, just put them in another little box and you just hold off on them for a little bit. And then, yeah, the, the good stuff will come. So I cannot wait to read the first chapter. I Joey, hope I get are you, you going to do that a coffee. writing it in a weekend thing? Um, I had originally planned to do it this weekend. Joey? Can you not hear me now? Oh. No, no, we can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we we weren't there for. Do a while. not scare me like that again, please. We're not going. We're not doing that at the end of the <laughs> podcast when we started it at the podcast. <laughs> 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 no, um, I had originally planned to do it this weekend because I was going to have like actually like three days where I was just like, good, I can actually do it, and that got disrupted, so I couldn't do it. But I'm at least going to initially start it anyways so now that i have the idea of where i want to go with it um as far as actually getting it released when it's done and polished we'll see what happens who knows you know maybe somebody will like it maybe somebody won't maybe i'll self-release it maybe i won't i don't know we're all gonna love it but it's a matter of getting it out of the head and onto the proverbial page mm. excellent tyrolin tell us about yes. all of your things 
Oh, I haven't got much going on at the moment. Um, <laughs> Whatever. No, no, seriously, I don't. It's been a boring week. Um, I released a book last week. This week, nothing. <laughs> Although, in Tierland's defense, I totally understand because you, yeah, you release an album. There's a lot of excitement for a little while, and then it's like, uh, now nothing's going on. Great. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but there is. Um, Uh, Yeah, there's the top 25 um, Mm -hmm. independent music award thingamabob. So yeah, uh, you can vote for me there. Um, Daily, vote for her daily. Daily, (laughs) my books are out. Yay! Um, Broken Dolls, Shattered Girls. I'm on (laughs) Twitter, Tis Thunder. I like to chat, so hit me up. Um, Honey roast, all that stuff. Honey roast, honey roast. Yes, please join Honey Roast. We're still uh, building it up. Um, But yeah, Blair will link. All the links in the link section. That's right. Well if you're said. On, <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to this on Podbean, if you have the section below, all the things will be listed there. My name is Blair Beverage. You can find me at Blair Beverage on Twitter at WhoPod at Webisode Watch. The other two things that are me and that I do. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Blair Beverage. You can f- everywhere, Blair Beverage. That is kind of my my thing. There's not too many of us in the world. In fact, I may be one of the few, and certainly the first on the internet. I can say that definitively. If you Google me, odds are it's me. <laughs> and there's going to be some really scary crap that you find when you do that. It's not good, and you, I've just told you all to do it, and I'm toasted. Um, uh, my my that, my web show that I'm in, Basic Adventuring 101, uh, well, by the time we're recording this, is going to be uh, premiering episode two tomorrow night. That's Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can go to basicadventuring101.com to get it there, or you can go straight to the YouTube channel, which is Cake Gollum Productions. I will not be in the episode that airs tomorrow, but I will be in the episode that airs the week after. Um, that'll be my big episode for the season. So really, really, really excited and looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to San Diego Comic-Con. It's the first time that I get to do so. It's all now confirmed. I have flights booked and all that jazz. Uh, I was able to get a uh, pass to the convention because of Basic Adventure 101 and and Kristen Brumley specifically. She's going to be doing a panel. So nice. So she's like, hey, I can get you a pass. And I'm like, I think that that's the most amazing thing in the world because <laughs> I was more than happy to just go down there and hang out. Uh, I'll be uh, staying with some friends from the community, a couple of our former uh, guests on the show, uh, Don Diego, Classy Don, and uh, Elias Thompson, uh, amongst others. Um, and yeah, while I'm down there, I'm going to have my microphone with me and, and something a little bit uh, closer to the convention that I will announce. But if you're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, the long and short of it is I'll do is look for me and I have a microphone. So um, that's it for me. And that's it for all of us. I want to thank Andy Lee once again for joining us here today. That was a pretty cool conversation. I've never had a chance to have, a, you know, a, an in-depth conversation with, with a pianist before. Um, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll do it for Tierland's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's been our pleasure. So once again, I want to thank Andy Lee, our guest, my co-hosts, Tara Lynn Puxty and Joey Couture. Until next time, guys, take care. Oh, bye for now.